You are listening to Critical Mass, coast-to-coast radio show, a national business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and our guest today is Robert Hunt. He is forum leader with Renaissance Executive Forums in Dallas, Texas. This business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at our special time of 3 p.m. All of these times are Pacific time. Uh, All of our shows can be heard exclusively and live on Internet radio station octalkradio.net, spanning the globe with our message of the power of peer learning. If you're listening to this show as a podcast, we encourage you to listen live during our broadcast times. Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show is brought to you through a partnership of Critical Mass for Business with Renaissance Executive Forums business leaders in select markets across North America, like Dallas, Texas. Renaissance Executive Forums is an international organization committed to helping members take their business to the next level. If you'd like to learn more about Renaissance Executive Forums, then visit their website at Executive forums f-o-r-u-m-s dot com this show is brought to you by our advertisers brandman university center club decision toolbox mbn design smart business magazine snh rubber succession strategies our longest sponsor and then tone software and ups protection the goal for this show is to help you our listening audience of ceos running middle market firms to improve your decision making skills robert hunt welcome to the program it's great to be here let's start easy Tell me a little bit about, and our audience, about your professional experience and your background, Robert. Well, thanks for having me here, Rick. i, I got to tell you what an honor it is to be a part of your show because I've respected you a lot since I met you the first time when I, I flew into Orange County for a business trip. I was reading your book on the plane, and you were kind enough to meet me when I was out here on a trip. And okay, enough already. Thank no, you. I love Thank you. you. Love you're, you. you're making me blush. <laughs> um, business career-wise, my background is, is marketing leadership. And I've been a CMO and director of marketing for different companies throughout my career. I moved to Texas four years ago because I really was intrigued about a life in Texas. And my brother lives in Plano, and, mm-hmm. and we get along with them real well. So we wanted to share life with them. So we moved to Texas. From? You moved there We moved from? from Orange County. Okay, so you're, oh, yeah. you're you're used to Costa Mesa. You know this area. I, am. I was bummed the swap meet was closed this weekend for the fair because <laughs> yeah. I always like to go get my beef jerky connection and all the stuff you can't Well, go find. to the fair and get one of those big turkey legs, oh, man. Yeah, those yeah, things are yeah. huge. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway. But I love Texas, and we moved here. We moved there four years ago, and we've uh, been enjoying it. Okay. So how did you get from that career to being a part, an integral part, of the Renaissance Executive Forum's Dallas, Texas group? Yeah, it was really cool. Um, uh, we were bringing the, the Renaissance Executive Forum to Dallas, and uh, I was doing marketing consulting. I had my own marketing consulting agency. And I met David Torrance, who was the franchise owner for Dallas. And David was sharing the vision of what Renaissance was going to do as it came to Dallas. And I had researched other forum groups, and, and there's there's quite a few right, in the world. Right. And that's um, good news. I'm yeah. glad that oh, CEOs such are... such a need. Right, there and is. each one has its own bent. Right. And what seemed to be best for me was Renaissance. I like their model of how they treat their members. Uh-huh. I like the way they run the, the meetings and their philosophy behind it. So I started talking with David about how to market into the Dallas community since I got there a couple of years before he started. Right. And even though I'm two years you know, ahead of him, it's something. And so we started talking about what that would look like. And through that, I just became thrilled with the idea of leading my own peer groups. And so David was looking for a model that he'd buy the franchise and have forum leaders who would do the work. And I asked if I could be a part of that. And it made great sense. And I started in uh, a year and a half ago. Right. And you have several groups going in Dallas. And we're going to let's talk about 
what it is about Renaissance Executive Forums in the Dallas area. Because one of the things that I love about the Renaissance model, spirit of full disclosure, I, too, am a Renaissance Mm -hmm. partner. I have the Orange County area and have since 2007. There's enough structure that you know you're getting a high-quality product, but there's enough flexibility in building your business model that you can take it in the direction that you think the local market would most need or would get most value from. So talk to us about how you and David have put together the delivery model and the value proposition for Renaissance in Dallas. Yeah, you're right, because there needs to be structure, because most of the members in our group are very structured people. And although they'll have their own things, they toss aside when it's convenient because of just the need of what they're doing. They love organization. And and these are professionals who are running large corporations. Well, I should say they're small corporations, but they're larger than most of the ones I've dealt with in most of my career. Okay. $100 million organizations, and they've got hundreds of people in, in a lot of locations. And, and they need something that is, is going to come in and be professional. Right. Yet there's so much that changes. It's fluidity. And on a regular basis, we'll come in with with a lot of things we're going to go through, but something else takes a precedent. And they'll come in with just something that's heavy on their hearts, and they'll say, this is what's going on. Matter of fact, every meeting before we start, I put up a, a, a scale of 1 to 10 on the board, and I ask them to sign in. Okay. And that way I know where they're at personally when they walk in that day. Right. Because I wouldn't want someone to come in and just had a whole bunch of stuff on their plate, and then we just have our meeting like everything's cool, but there's not. Right. And we can quickly figure out, he's walking in, he's at a 2. What's up? What's up? Let's talk about that. Sure. We go quickly to that. And it changes the course of what we go through that day. Okay. So, so you have groups up and running in mm-hmm. the Dallas area. What type of businesses are you attracting to the Renaissance Executive Forum's business model in Dallas? They're small businesses. I think the smallest client I have is in the $10 million area, and the largest is a little over $100 million. Okay. But we don't really look for the size from an annual sales perspective. Okay. We really look for common experiences in life. Because someone might do a product that sells really expensive product, you sell six of them, you've made you know hundred million dollars, um, and and others have uh, a retail center. A one Locksmith is one of our clients, mm. great company, and they're well known in the Dallas area, and they've got uh, fifty trucks and hundreds of employees, um, and they're very different than Free Flight, who is putting all the GPS next generation technology on the airplanes, wow. and very different manufacturer versus retail services. Right. But what their common element is, they both want to be the best leader they can be. Okay. They both have employee issues, cash issues, growth issues. You know, it's all the same stuff, just in different shapes and sizes. But we seem to find that the, the small size businesses, 50 to $100 million is our target. Right. Because they don't have a board. Traditionally, they don't have a board. Right. Um, a lot of times, there's a lot of family dynamic in a, in a company that's small. And, and that has its own issues. And you want to get away from that because if you're working for your father, you don't want to go talk to him about some of the concerns as you're leading the organization right? because of the legacy issues right. and such. It kind of screws up Thanksgiving if you, if you do that too often, right? <laughs> yeah, or more. Yeah. Or yeah. more, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know how uh, business owners in Dallas have any issues because if I listen to the national media being here in California, Dallas is, the, is, is nirvana for businesses. You've got a governor that loves business, every legislature, everything they it. do, they'll do everything that yeah. the business wants. How could they just not have a party down there every day? Because they're in Dallas. They're not in California. Mm, that's a great question. It's not, and you're totally right. That's one of the reasons I'm thrilled about being in Dallas is that it, we're so freed up to do business well in Dallas. They encourage it. Okay. They're, I remember running, working for a company in Corona here out in California, and the, the goofy stuff we had to go through just to exist was crazy. Okay. In Dallas, there's a freeing environment. But, but the, the problem is not the systems aren't good. The problem is there's not enough time in the day. There isn't, is there? And, and, I think, and that's the thing that's on my heart this month. As, as our group went through our meeting, it's that work-life balance and the decisions of what do I work on. I think most of the members know really what to do. They just don't do it. Right. 
and they're and they're not slackers. They work really hard. Right. It's just they're they're maxed out. Right. Um, there's not enough time, money, resources, experiences, skills in the organization to do it, and they can't do it all. And so it's just that typical business problem where you get to a place of how do I choose what to do when. It's not for lack of business opportunities. There's plenty of it in Dallas. Uh, frankly, I think that can be something that can overwhelm them. They've had dramatic growth, and some of them weren't ready for it. Right. Growth isn't, I mean, it's a double-edged sword. It can right? be, yeah. It can be a great challenge because it changes yeah. the business. So we're talking with Robert Hunt. He is for, he is a forum leader in Renaissance Executive Forums in our Dallas, Texas partner. And he and David Torrance are building an exciting business model in the greater Dallas area. We're going to continue to talk about that and the value of CEO peer groups. But first, we're going to take this commercial time out. Be right back in less than three minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. Today's businesses are embracing voice over IP telephones and unified communication desktop technologies to more effectively communicate and collaborate with their customers, suppliers, and colleagues. The Reliatel management software from Tone Software Corporation helps organizations of all sizes manage their communications technologies to ensure great voice quality and better levels of service and reliability throughout their business. Through Reliatel, you'll gain higher return on investments from VoIP and unified communications technologies while lowering the associated operational support and maintenance costs. Learn more. Visit www.tonesoft.com or call 800-833-8663 for information on Reliatel by Tone Software, the solution for quality business communications. Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104. 
Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Robert Hunt, Forum Leader with Renaissance Executive Forums in Dallas, is our featured guest today. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our radio show as a podcast. Over the last 30 days, you've downloaded over 14,000 shows. Wow. We here at the program, exactly. We here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. All of our shows can be heard live on Internet radio station octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, which is spelled S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. They're our newest platform, and we want to welcome to the family, and other business-oriented podcasting services. Spreaker really focuses on European middle market companies, so if you're interested to see kind of what they're listening to and podcasts, etc., check out Spreaker.com in addition to our other platforms. All right, Robert. One of the things that I realized early on in my engagement with Renaissance was creating the awareness in CEOs who could truly benefit from getting away from the business for a half a day once a month, how much they would get as a return on that time spent away from the business versus just putting five more hours into the business in that month. Uh, have you have you experienced that? Com- have you had that conversation with prospects? And what do you say to members that say, Robert, sounds good. I'm just too busy. I can't get away from my business oh, for a half a day. Man. Even to get me to answer the phone. You know, is a challenge. Uh, I wrote a blog recently talking about that because um, if, if you have something you're really committed to, if you go to a movie and you love it, you want to tell people about it. If you get a burger place you love it, you tell people about the burger. And and if I had the cure for cancer, I'd be knocking on every door. You must talk to me. Right. And it's that same mentality with the CEOs that when I get them in the group and I see how it's blessing them, how it's changing their lives, how they leave pumped. They write on the board what their score is when they come in, and it's always a couple degrees higher, if not more. Right. I see that transition in that five-hour period, and I know that we're making a difference. To me, I fight hard to get it done because I know what this is going to do for them. And so I don't, I don't like doing sales. I don't like calling and bugging people. I know you're busy. But if I don't, they're never going to meet me. They're never going to hang out with me. They're not going to meet the other members. They're not going to get encouraged, and I'm not going to be able to make a difference in their life. And so I push them to at least stop long enough to listen and say, what, what really matters to you? Are you still chasing that thing that you get when you started this business so many years ago? Are you still on that same path, or where did that go? Mm-hmm. Have you lost that drive, that passion, whatever? Are you doing something that now you don't even like anymore? Why? Why? You know, I um, don't know that it's universal, but I can tell you that many things I just heard in your response, I've personally heard from my members i too do a number check and i do see that most members improve their number Mm -hmm. over the course of the morning i've actually had members tell me they get energy from Mm -hmm. the meeting you know because the daily grind of the business can sometimes get to be a grind Mm -hmm. and the half a day away recharges their battery and after they've been there for a while they actually protect that day away from the office because they're a better leader when they get back and it lasts about a month until they need to come (laughs) back and get a recharge again yeah and they'll they'll be having to take trips around the world, and they'll say, "Well, I'm scheduling this." Uh, Tim left uh, at, at four o'clock the day we had our meeting. He had to leave; right, couldn't even stay for the wrap of the last couple minutes of it because he had to catch a flight to London. Right. But he made sure he got the later flight so he right. wouldn't miss the meeting. Because that speaks to its value. It does. It does. But it's hard until someone experiences it uh, to really understand how much mm-hmm. you can gain. You know, I say to him, "How how you got to sharpen the saw." 
you can't be cutting wood every day, all day. Sometimes right. you need to get away and get that sharpened saw and then come back, and then you can cut like a maniac. Right? Well, we talk also about that. You know, you're, you're not as creative when you're overloaded. And so we, we always say you need a little white space in your life. And if you can't get a whiteboard where there's some room to draw, you can't be as creative as you were when you started the company or when you first started with the company. Let's say you took over as CEO, and you came in, you, say all the, you saw all the stuff that was wrong, you say, I'm going to fix all this stuff. And then you get mired in the junk, and you're buried and tired and beat up. And the white space is gone. You're just not as creative. Uh-huh. You need that detachment. And we're not away from work on those days. We're just working at a different location. Okay. And, and I remind them, don't, don't think, oh, I can't take time away to go to this. This is work. This right. is hard. Right. This last month was hard. It was a tough meeting. Okay. And they left feeling, I, I'm fired up. I, 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 that's great. Every time, really. Right. One of, um, one of the things that I've seen, too, for middle market companies, and that's kind of who listens to our radio show, $100 million and smaller. That tends to be the most of the demographic of CEOs and business owners that listen to Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show on octalkradio.net. And, oh, by the way, I'm talking with Robert Hunt of Renaissance Executive Forums in Dallas, that their decision ecosystem, that the people that they go to to kind of vet ideas with, it's it's a pretty small group for most CEOs of middle market companies. And after a while, it sort of feels like, You've been there and done that with them again. You know, you, mm. how many times can they come up with fresh and new ideas? One of the powers of the process that you lead in Dallas and that I lead here in Orange County is, first of all, we introduce them to people who, for the rest of the month, don't do what they do. So they're coming with a fresh perspective right. because they're in a different world. And they get to understand their business, but it is still at an arm's length long enough where they can ask questions that maybe if you're in the middle of it, you can't even see to ask the sure. question. And I had someone tell me recently, I don't want to be a part of your group because it's only I, I'm in this industry and it's not my industry. And I said, no one's in the same industry. <laughs> I mean, after a while, you start to drink your own Kool-Aid and you yeah. start to think that, well, you can't do this. Our industry never does that. But if someone comes in from outside of your industry and says, hey, why are you doing that? That's whacked. Right. You can all of a sudden realize there was a whole other choice out there that you didn't ever because it wasn't socially acceptable it's not the norm of the industry but someone else who's just bizarre and you go i could do that why couldn't i do that here in this industry corporate america and large companies spend millions a year on outside the box thinking on innovation and creativity yeah. and really sometimes it is no more than to have somebody in the room who's thoughtful intelligent and successful but doesn't know why you do the things you do and asking you questions that just you don't even think to ask anymore because like you said they're the accepted norms we always do it this way that's breakthrough thinking and we give that to these members every month and the beauty is the members ask questions that i've seen with the best interests of the other member at heart Mm -hmm. they don't they don't feel empowered to ask it because if you're an employee of some guy and you're watching when i've worked for a company where the ceo is a very brilliant man but he changed his mind every six eight weeks that's I mean, tough. dramatically. That's tough. And we'd have an IT program that would take, you know, eight months to roll out. And about six, eight weeks later, he'd go, you know, I'm not so sure that's a great thing. <laughs> and then he'd see a shiny pebble over here, and he'd start chasing that. And also, we're like, oh, no, get him away from the pebble. Because right. he's going to – and sure enough, within eight – three, four months, we were in a whole other path. And all the money that was spent in the IT department to build this thing up to get going was tossed aside and we started over again. And money was wasted time after time because of that. You know, we're talking a lot about the forum process, as Renaissance Executive Forums call it, the CEO peer group process, which I kind of refer to it. It's the same thing, mastermind, roundtable, organizations Mm -hmm. of peer executives. Are there other services that Renaissance Executive Forums Dallas offers to the Dallas community that complement the forum experience that you're delivering in the marketplace? 
Besides the ones that are offered through Renaissance, like the Strategies for Success, which is a weekend away that you, you bring your spouse and it's a time of, of real deep reflection and evaluation of what you're doing as a leader and where you're going That's in your very leadership. Powerful. Yeah, a very exciting time. Uh, and then, of course, there's other resources that are offered throughout the, the course of the year. You can do things like um, an assessment of the team and, and do a, a TTI does some uh, assessments. It's DISC assessment. We call it behavior and right. modifiers. Um, and you can do an assessment on the organization because sometimes you just look at your team and you go, why aren't these guys getting it? And you're, you're trying hard and you're coming up with the right stuff, but it just seems to fall short. It might be that you've got some communication issue you might have the wrong person in a job that when they were in this role they were great and so you promoted them right and right. now they're not so good anymore right. well maybe they just maxed out and, and instead of just firing them and get some else why don't we put them where they're wired in to be really good and, and we're, so you do these assessments where you can understand how people are wired are you planning a key executive program in dallas we as are. well because that really helps that situation too where you get a key executive who mm-hmm. may be a little bit over their skis that, that you can really help them to kind of get up to speed you know what i'm seeing more of the value of the key uh, executive group is because so many companies in Dallas are changing hands this year. And then I think there's a statistic in the next four years, crazy amounts of businesses will change hands because of either the person retiring yeah. or dying. Yeah, boomers. Yeah. And, and the they want out of the business, right? right? Yeah. So they're giving it to their knucklehead son who's worked in the shipping department for the last five years, part-time in between traveling in Europe. And, and he's going to also run the company. And he's a good guy, but he doesn't know anything. Well, you built this baby up. You just want to turn over your son because he's your son. Right. Well, let's put him in a program with the key executive program where he can surround himself with other leaders who are doing stuff and are leading right. and they're just below that that total leadership role and you can learn a couple things that are essential how to manage up well because we don't manage up well when you're trying to convince your boss that it's the right thing to do and he's your dad on top of that you have to learn how to manage up well you're going to slowly get responsibility and if you're not sure how to do that with your dad or your mom depending on who's in charge sure. you won't you won't make that transition Got and it. then they'll quit die whatever goes on and all of a sudden you're in charge and you're not prepared okay. i think that's the one i'm seeing the value of those key groups yeah they are and and i think any top executive who has an organization with employees should put a key executive mm-hmm. in your key executive group. I find my direct experience is I'm more than twice as valuable to the company when I get two people giving me their perspective on the company. I sort of begin to see a, a little bit more fully, and I can really help the company greatly by having that second perspective. So we're talking with Robert Hunt. He's forum leader with Renaissance Executive Forums in Dallas, Texas. We're going to take our second commercial break. When we come back, we're going to continue this conversation. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back after these words from our commercial sponsors. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results, a cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge with the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days, all with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. 
If you are an Orange County CEO or a business owner, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have had these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions through the power of peer learning. These are groups of peers who are running businesses just like you. CEO Peer Groups provides a great sounding board to test fresh ideas and new concepts, review your strategic plans and tactical goals, and present issues and opportunities for a critical discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, and improved business results. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn about our CEO Peer Groups. CEO Peer Groups is a registered trademark of Critical Mass for Business. SNH Rubber is a manufacturing company in Fullerton, California. We specialize in custom molded, extruded, and stamped rubber parts. If your next job requires a rubber part, we would appreciate the opportunity to quote on it. We serve aerospace, automotive, and many other industries. We work with many types of rubber, including silicone, EPDM, neoprene, uninitrile, and viton. Our quality system is ISO and AS9100 approved. Over our 47 years in business, the SNH brand has become known for superior quality, quick turnaround, and competitive pricing. Please check out our website at www.shrubber.com or call 714-525-0277. Let SNH be your ceiling solution. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Robert Hunt, a forum leader with Renaissance Executive Forums in Dallas, Texas, is our featured guest today. Did you know that our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests? If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on a radio show is the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of the program. Our exclusive prospect engagement program delivers up to 23 warm prospects to each of our advertisers each year. If you'd like to learn more about this exclusive program, then contact our VP of Sales, Rose Chamora, at 951-515-4661. That's 951-515-4661. All right, Robert. You know, during the break, we were talking about this challenge that successful business owners have, which is this concept of work-life balance. Mm. I know this is an area of focus for you in Dallas. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about your experience in that area? Yeah, it's, uh, it came about from our, our group meeting this month. We were wrapping up. This was a very intense meeting this month. We talked about uh, how we're achieving our goals. So we took the goals they had for the year, and each person took turn writing them out what the key KPIs were, and then percentage-wise, how much they achieved and what got in the way or what was the reason for the success. And it was a very granular look at those key top goals they had for the year. And it was really great light to shine on it, but it, it was it motivated on, on one hand, but also said, I got a lot of work to do to get going. And so they left excited and energized that we can do this, we're close, we're making good progress. But it really, something clicked in the back of their mind which says, I got to work more hours. Hmm. And so towards the end of the meeting, one of the members looked at the group and said, how do you guys do with your work-life balance? And they all looked at each other and one said, I just work, I don't have a life. And oh. we kind of laughed. And then it got really quiet and somber, right. and, and we thought, oh, that's, that's real. 
That's real serious. And I asked, would that be the topic for next month? You know, each month we do an educational component. Sure. And I said, would that be a good topic for next month? And they all said, yeah, that'd be great. We need to figure out how to do a work-life balance. They're all good people. They all have families. They love their families. They tell me that. I mean, I, I hear it all the time. I love my family. Yeah, it's not like uh, I'm trying to avoid being with my right, kid right. and my wife yeah, and kids. Out of there. Right? I'll go to work, get away from that. No, they're no. not like that at all. And I felt I felt that burden. So this has been the last couple of days and, and about a week or more really digging into what is a work-life balance and how to walk them through that process. Isn't that a fantastic part of being a forum leader is that you can understand what your members need and be able to help them with it in a way that who else in their life is going to do that for them? And they're smart. They don't need me to tell them what to do. But they're so immersed in what they do that just taking the time to pull back and look at something else is so hard to do. And if I could do it for them and serve it up nice and clean. Right. So my job is to understand the needs, come up with a very clear representation of the best practices. There's a thousand different philosophies behind anything we talk about. Right. I'm just going to serve one up and say, well, in, in light of this, what could you do in your organization? How does this look to you? And they still make their own decisions, but they could hire a consultant and pay them 10 grand a day to come in and tell them what to do. But when the consultant walks away, if they don't own it, it doesn't get done. Exactly. And I know they're maxed out, so why throw something heavy on them? Let's just talk about something and figure out how do I integrate that? How do I get the most out of it? What applies to me? And they always walk away with something they can use. That's very powerful. Let me ask you uh, a reflective question about you. And, you know, I, I find each member of the Renaissance family has a reason why they do what they do and sort of a, I call it a guiding principle here on Critical Mass Radio Show, Coast to Coast Version. Do you have or would you share with us your guiding principle, kind of your overarching belief system about how you're leading and growing the forums that you have in Dallas, Texas, Robert. Yeah, thank you. One of the reasons I like being with Renaissance is it allows me to have my own twist on how I lead and the things that I do. I'm a born-again Christian, and my faith is huge to me. But I didn't want a Christian group because um, I know a lot of guys who would say they're a Christian, but they don't behave like it. Okay. And so I didn't want a group where we just came together because we called ourselves Christians. I wanted to be people who really wanted to be excellent. My passion for excellence has always been there throughout my career. And as a marketing guy, it was awful hard to get people to play along with that because they just go, well, make us look good. And, <laughs> and then, and I go, why don't we just be good? <laughs> it just happens. It's too hard. Yeah, yeah. it is too hard. And so I never got anyone to play along with that level of, of pursuit of excellence. And so okay. now at Renaissance, I wanted people who were going to truly be passionate about leading with excellence. So I get to pick who gets to go on my group. And not everyone gets invited. And I only reach out to those people who I've seen enough or someone has referred them and said, this woman is a woman of integrity. This guy, he loves his people. And I get to then reach out to them and, and bring them in the group. And what it does for me is I get to serve them. I get to have their back. And for me, it's just a great place to be able to pour out my heart for others because of what God's done in my life. I like to give back. And this is a tangible way where I can use my skills, the knowledge I have, and my passion to really come alongside a person who's very isolated in most cases. They are, aren't they? And they're just begging for someone to tell. They don't need your help. They just want someone. To, they want to complain for a few minutes. Right. But I don't want to just go, yeah, your job sucks. I want to go, okay, so now what are you going to do? Right. And I will have your back. And I really care about them. It's a, it's a big deal to me. I take a personal responsibility for that. So talk to me about how your selection process works for Renaissance Executive Forums in Dallas, Texas. How do you vet potential members for your groups? And take us a little bit through your, your model and what you sure. do. Sure. Originally, we were just going to pull a list off of Hoover's of all the CEOs, presidents, and just send them a big campaign. I'm a marketing guy. I could just blow them out of the water. <laughs> but what I couldn't tell by looking through the documentation was, were they people of integrity? 
Did they love their employees? And are they passionate about their job? If they're burned out and they're just looking to sell the business, I don't want them in my group. Okay. But if there's someone who says, this company is doing good, but it should be here. Right. Instead, we're here. And, right. And I, I know we could be better. I want those people. But I need them to be people who do it with honor and integrity, who don't treat their people like dirt along the way. Okay. And so it was important I found those people. So I usually get – I'll do some research. And LinkedIn's great for this. You can find a company that seems like it's a good player, seems like the guy's engaged. You look at the groups he's following. You look at the things he's doing. And then you can reach out to a few people who are connected to him in the network and say, hey, you know John. What's John like? And they'll tell you, John's a great guy. I've uh-huh. known him, blah, blah, blah. Or, no, no, John, I worked with that guy. He doesn't pay. He's dishonest to his people. And and I have to check a couple of sources. If someone talks smack, I could always assume maybe they just had a, a bad deal. Right. So I'll check a couple of people. And if I get a couple of bad reports, and I'll just put them on the bottom list. And, and maybe I won't go back to them ever at all. Okay. Uh, but even people who are like that who have done some stuff that was a bad example, they still can turn around. Uh-huh. But I'm going to focus on those people who are already modeling excellence and, and reach out to them. Okay. And so... Uh, our groups are confidential. That's that's the foundation of why these groups mm-hmm. are so powerful, because people can speak candidly, honestly, and directly to a group of people who aren't going to judge them, and they're there to help them, mm-hmm. and it's not going to leave the room. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's like huge. you said earlier with the family business. You need, to, mm-hmm. you need to keep that stuff in the room. Oh, yeah. Do you allow guests to come into your groups? No. Do, okay, so someone's got to be bought into the process before they get to sit at the table. We've actually started something called Open Forum Groups, and I'm glad you asked this because our next group uh, meeting is July 24th, next okay. week, okay. and we do it once a month. At the same place, we follow the same structure. It's a version of what the forum group would be like, and I invite people who I've been talking to and, and nurturing along the process of, hey, this is something you ought to consider. Here's why. And why don't you come check out this group? It's safe. It's an environment where they can test it out, and nobody who's an existing member attends that. Okay. Except I invite one person to come by and share their story. And so they'll come by at the beginning or the end, and they'll say, hey, I'm a member, and here's why, and this is what it's done for me. Mm. And it just kind of validates what I'm sure. saying. that's a great uh, idea. But the best validation is when they sit in a room with a bunch of other leaders, and quick, instant, instantaneous reputation is, is formed. The rapport yes. is just immediate, like, because they all go, <sighs> Right. I find that, too. They're a, group, they're a room of strangers, but, like, ten minutes into the... The meeting, yeah. they forgot the fact that they've never seen each other before, right? Oh, yeah. They have a natural desire, I they think, to be to in that. It. They need it. That's yeah. a good way to say who it. Who can I possibly tell who would understand my right. love? So if you're in a room with a bunch of other owners or CEOs and you're talking about how frustrated is this, and they all go, I got that same problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just pick any topic at all and you go, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I got yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it just immediately builds it. So it, that's the way we've gone about doing it where we don't val- uh, violate the safety and, and the excellent. privacy of the group. That's excellent. All right. Let's talk about fear. I know that's a topic that comes up. You know, most of your CEO members might face this from time to time. Mm. I started my forum experience in 2008 when the recession was really kicking in. Mm. And my early on, my members felt it. And that was a lot of what they got from the group was sort wow. of this, how deep is it going on your side? What are you seeing? What do you think? You know, it was, it was that. Tough time. Now they're looking at, okay, now it's how far can we go up? Things are picking mm. up. It's not... It's not perfect, but it's so much better than five years ago. Let's talk about how fear works into your forum process and what you do as the forum leader to kind of address that for your members. Yeah, and, and it's not fear of where the economy is going um, because you could have all kinds of stories about that from different people's views. Uh, I ran into a guy named Paul Bro, and his whole thing was about freeing up people from fear. And and you don't think of fear in the workplace. And as a, as a strong, dynamic leader, I weren't afraid of anything. And most of these guys were Bring just on. Yeah, type A's and stuff and, and women too. I mean, Evelyn, right. my group, is the toughest woman I've ever known. And she's awesome. And I'd put her up against any guy. But um, the fear I'm talking about is a subtle fear you don't recognize as fear. Um, 
when my daughter wants to go on a date when she's young, I'm not afraid of that boy. I'm afraid of what might happen. And the, and the fear that you have of something you can't control makes you be a jerk to that guy when he shows up at the door when you really should embrace him and say, this is now my angel. She's with you for the next four hours. Bring her back better than she was when she left. Right. And the same thing goes with our employees. You go, well, I can never take a vacation. I'm afraid to take a vacation. Why? I'm afraid that guy won't do his job. I'm afraid that guy will screw it up. I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. And they don't say that. They just say, I won't take a vacation. Or maybe more subtle, I won't let this guy take this plan and work with it. I'll just own it all myself. I'll do all these things myself. Because I'm really, in my heart, I'm afraid that something will happen if I don't if I don't keep it to myself. Right. And so when I always remind the members is that there's, there's four things we have to do to be able to release that fear. Proper communication lets people know what you want and how it's supposed to be done so they know what they're supposed to do. Proper training. If you train your people and you've taken the time to properly train them, most of the time we hire someone and go, here, you took Joe's job. He's gone. You're in charge. Good luck. Yeah. But we want to train them properly. And then we want to give them the proper tools. So that if they need a new computer, if they need new equipment, if they need anything that's technology, we give them the proper tools to succeed. And then fourth, we hold them accountable. And, if we, and that's the one that I find that most leaders don't do. They let some really bad employees stay around forever. Well, he was here when we first started in my garage. Well, he's not helping now. Right. And Many times they know the employee's family and the story, yeah, and it's, it's really hard. To, it is. But that fear of what will happen if I let him go, well, who's going to be as good as he was? Somebody will. Right. But we're held up in fear, and we make bad decisions, and it's truly just fear. Okay. But as a CEO, no one ever calls us on that, and we, we call each other. When people share stuff, we'll say, no, nah, that's not right. You know that's not right. <laughs> and they call each other on stuff. They're not that's saying really that's really healthy, right? right? It is very healthy. Real feedback is hard to get when you're the boss. Yeah. But in a peer group, that's one of the ten powers that I write about in my book. You get mm-hmm. real feedback from people that are your peers who are telling you what they see, and generally – they're right, and they have your best interest at heart. And if I have time, I'll tell you one quick story about okay. one of my members. He was having his dealing with a, a company that wanted him to take over some area of territory that another company was doing poorly. And he said, we'll do it, but you have to carry all this inventory. And he said, well, I already got a bunch of inventory. And so he's bringing the group. Well, how do I do this? Will I sell the old inventory? What do I do? And, and then one of the other members says, why are you dealing with the sales guy of that company? You're the CEO. You should call the CEO of that company and say, here's what it's going to be. And tell him. Okay. And, and don't let that guy make the rules for you. You make the rules. And he's That's like, sense. I don't know. And he's just a really swell guy, a great guy, but he's not a, a butt kicker. Uh-huh. Well, that guy kicked his butt and got him going, hey, step up. You know, you're the CEO. And he took it to heart. He went. He did exactly what he said. It turned out to be a huge opportunity. Wow. I mean, real dollars to the bottom line right. opportunity. And if that guy hadn't got in that guy's face, when he really needed someone to say, come on, man, you can do this, it wouldn't have happened. And I think that we see that all the time. Robert, that is a great story, and I think that's a good one to end the interview today with. But I can't let you go without saying, how does someone learn more about Renaissance Executive Forums in Dallas and Robert Hunt? Well, how do they find you online? You can look at us look us up under refdallas.com, Renaissance Executive Forum Dallas, refdallas.com. And from there, you'll go to all our social media pages. We're very active in, in communicating what we're doing. We're very civic-minded and involved in the community. You'll find us everywhere if you just start looking for us. And my phone number, if you want to reach me, is 214-347-0566. That's the office number. It's the best place to try and start with me. Well, this has been fun. Thanks for being a friend of the program. I'm so glad you're a part of the greater Renaissance, the international community that is Renaissance Executive Forums. It's it's a privilege to have you here in the studio, and uh, I wish you nothing but continued success. Thank you. This was great. All right. We're going to be right back, ladies and gentlemen, after these words from our commercial sponsors. There's something positive about the word up. 
When things are looking good, they're looking up. When someone's down, you cheer them up. So how do you move up? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up, Brandman University. Brandman is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top 10 universities for online bachelor's programs. Brandman's online graduate programs in business and education also receive top honors. So look us up at brandman.edu. Brandman University. Move up. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. UPS Protection has been protecting systems in the U.S. against brownouts, blackouts, and poor quality power for over 25 years. We provide power protection systems, including UPS, lighting inverters, generators, and service for clients from coast to coast. We specialize in solving all your power needs. As a direct reseller of the best brands in the industry, including Liebert, Powerware, and APC, we can solve all your power protection needs. Protecting your power is our main goal. We offer on-site or depot repair of our critical equipment. To better serve your budget constraints, UPS Protection also offers both reconditioned and new products. And welcome back to Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. You know, this show has a goal of helping you, who are CEOs of middle market firms, to improve your decision-making skills. And if you're in the greater Dallas area, I can tell you without question, considering Renaissance Executive Forums in Dallas to help you with your decision-making skills is a good thought to have. I'd like to thank our business partners at Renaissance Executive Forums for bringing uh, not only Robert to our attention today, but also for the guests that they brought to the Critical Mass uh, show since 2009. Renaissance Executive Forums is an international organization, and they are committed to helping their members take their business to the next level. If you'd like to learn more about Executive Forums, the international organization, visit their website at executiveforums.com. You can also find information about Renaissance in Dallas, uh, Orange County, and the 30 locations that we have in North America, as well as our international footprint. The show has been brought to you by our advertisers, who we appreciate greatly, Brandman University, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, S&H Rubber, Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. Our engineer for today's show is Paul Roberts. Crystal Nunley is the producer. Our guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard. Our marketing strategist and live events manager is none other than Asia Celestino. Melissa Padani is our social media manager. Our VP of sales is Rose Chamora. And I'm your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass for Business or you want to refer a guest or advertise on the Critical Mass radio shows, visit our website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. Okay, until the next show, this is Rick Franzi saying I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You've been listening to Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show, business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 